Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, just over a year ago, Declan Bulger was appointed as the Chief Executive of the Irish Life Group. Declan joins me now to discuss taking over the position at a time of heightened uncertainty. But before we discuss the role, Declan, I'd like to introduce you as a proud Wexford native. Hi, Carl. Thanks for having me. I am indeed. I grew up in Wexford. Initially, I grew up in Curraclough. I lived out in lovely, sunny Curraclough until I was about 12. And then myself and the family moved into Ferrybank, just over the bridge there in, in Wexford town. When you finished school in St. Peter's College in 1992, you commenced your actuarial studies. But what interested you about this particular career path? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, I think in St. Peter's, I was very into maths and I was very into physics and the science subjects. Um, But what I liked about maths, I think, was not so much the maths itself, uh, but was using maths to solve problems. So I did a bit of research, uh, and I think things like engineering were kind of options for me, but then discovered the world of actuarial science, where effectively you're using maths to solve business problems. What experience did you garner once you had completed your studies? Yeah, well, I suppose like I went from Peter's and then into uh, Bank of Ireland Lifetime at the time. And what you did was that you actually worked at the same time as studying for the Institute of Actuaries exams. So it's kind of a great apprenticeship. You go into the company and you work in all different areas. You work in product development, you work in finance, you work in IT. Um, so as well as getting the kind of the technical background through the exams, you're actually getting a real experience of working in all parts of the life assurance company. And by the age of 34, you were the chief executive of Canada Life Europe. What were your goals when you were first appointed as its chief executive? Yeah, with, with Canada Life Europe, um, I think it's a company um, that actually was involved in the team that set it up. Uh, back in 2000 and what that company was actually it grew out of Canada Life Ireland and we established a company which would be based in Ireland uh, which would actually sell and advise German customers on their pensions and their life insurance and protection needs. So that company really started from a, from a, from a standing start. Uh, what we saw in Germany is that actually Germany, it's funny, it was, it was a country which is kind of very advanced in many industries, but actually in the life insurance industry, the, the products are still quite homogenous and not as modern as the products that would have been sold in, in Ireland and the UK. So effectively, the knowledge that we had from Canada Life Ireland, uh, we launched a company in Germany selling kind of flexible insurance products through brokers in Germany. Uh, so we've been involved with that since 2000, uh, originally kind of in the product development, the actual financial areas. And then in 2009, I would, I would have taken over um, as the CEO of that company. So really, in terms of the goals going into it, um, it would be to kind of you know, keep the strong growth going. Uh, that we would have had very steady, strong growth from 2000 up until 2009. Now, it was interesting, I think, to make a habit of taking over a CEO in turbulent times. <laughs> um, so as a kind of an Irish company selling in Germany in the middle of financial crisis, you know, we had to do a lot to convince Germans who were actually retreating to safe havens of traditional German companies uh, that we were still a good proposition. Um, so we were in a very strong place because like Irish life, we have a very strong parent, uh, Great Western Canada. So really, I suppose it pivoted to just reassuring people that we were financially secure, we were there for the long haul, uh, and actually it was very successful. And throughout that crisis, we continued to grow. 
and really kind of built even stronger relationships with our German customers and brokers, which allowed that company to really take off uh, in 2012 as we emerged out of the financial crisis. In a role like that at the time and just like today, you have to be a great problem solver. So how do you approach solving problems in your professional life? Well, it's a good question. Uh, I, I think probably the first one is I, I don't do it alone. Uh, like everything, doing work is always as part of a, a really strong team. Uh, so I think the big thing is just to kind of you know start solving the problem early, air any difficulties, throw out the ideas uh, w- with a team of good people. I think that you find is in that group, even if you're not going into the room, with an idea how to solve the problem. If you try and clarify what the problem is, look at the various options out there, that group of people uh, will, 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 will come, come to a good solution. I think also just with my kind of, I suppose, maths background and even the, the physics and applied maths and things I would have in school, that I tend to look at things quite logically. So I think it's important to have lots of ideas, get plenty of ideas out there, but to make sure that you've got the problem scoped out in a kind of a logical, methodical way and that the solution doesn't just sound good, uh, but actually, you know, just makes sense logically as well. And of course, last year, just before COVID came to our shores, it was announced that you had been appointed to the role of the Chief Executive of the Irish Life Group. What were your initial goals for the Irish Life Group when you took over, Declan? Yeah, it's actually like my timing again was was perfect. That I took over, I think I was appointed in February, so I was kind of getting my plans together. And then uh, on the 13th of March, I think it was, um, effectively, I suppose we saw how serious this, co- this COVID pandemic was going to be. So whatever plans I had quickly had to pivot. Um, you know, we have a business which is very much kind of a person-to-person business. So what we need to do, first of all, was just provide real reassurance to our customers. We need to tell them that no matter what we're going to go through here, Effectively, Irish Life is a very strong company with a strong parent. Your investments are safe. We can pay your claims. Um, so what we had to do really is kind of, you know, pivot the business. Um, so first of all, we had to recognize that our customers were going through, you know, difficulties and change. So we had to offer an awful lot of flexibility to our customers in terms of things like around premium payments. Then the kind of detention went to the fact that there were still people out there looking for financial advice. So we had to move effectively our own financial advisors and the brokers who give us great support. They were people who are used to meeting people face to face to you know, take them through the financial advice journey. So we had to provide all those people with the ability to meet with their customers effectively through video settings and, 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 with, the help, and with the help of technology. And of course, Declan, you have a range of divisions within the organisation from corporate to individual and retail. What overall impact did you feel as a result of the COVID pandemic? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And it's actually one where we, we really saw just the benefit of the diversity of the Irish Life Group. Uh, like different parts of the business were impacted differently. Um, if I take our, our health business, Irish Life Health, first of all, like one thing I think we saw is that people, you know, were really would never saw their health and their health being protected as importantly as it did over the last year. So we great customer loyalty in our health business uh, and, you know, our, our, our customer numbers stayed, stayed very high there. Um, it was interesting that kind of on our life and pensions business, we were kind of almost like a, a microcosm of Ireland, that different parts of Ireland were impacted differently. We would have seen, you know, many of the, the really large firms in Ireland, the tech firms and the pharma firms, 
uh, and financial services firms, many of whom will be for, uh, focused on export markets, they you know, continue to do very well throughout the crisis. They kept going on their big staff pension plans. They were starting staff health schemes uh, for, for, for their employees. And we have a lot of business in that area. So that business was, was very robust. Uh, the area where we probably saw the, you know, the biggest impact was in our individual customer um, life and pensions business. So I think there was, there was a couple of things happened there that, like, first of all, obviously, you know, there was a lot of financial turmoil for, for individual people and people running small businesses in Ireland, you know, in March and April of last year. So I suppose, you know, pensions and life insurance was, was the last thing on their mind. Secondly, I think there was a bit of uncertainty there around investing at that time. And then thirdly, like, we would have engaged with those people on a face-to-face basis. So what we needed to do was effectively change the model by which we engage with those people to be based on, you know, video conferences uh, and, and kind of digital-based advice. So we had to just turn that business around quite quickly in how we do it and provide support also for the brokers who engage with our customers. So what we would have seen just as we kind of, you know, pivoted how we did that advice that in March, April, business levels there would have fallen to about 60% of normal levels. But as the digital-based advice and as confidence returned into the, into, into the market, that business would have come back up to about 80-85% of its normal levels by year-end. And Declan, in respect of the clients in which have investments through Irish Life, of course the stock market took an unmerciful pounding in March-April of last year. Did you find that your clients were panicking at the time and, and looking to exit that investment? Or were they far calmer than that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, like we would have, like a lot of our customers, like they're people who are investing for their pensions. So they're investing for a 30, 40 year time period. And in that period, you're going to see many ups and downs. But the important thing is to look at the overall long term return. So really, I suppose a key part of why we wanted our customer services lines to be open in March and April were to encourage people, you know, not to do anything knee jerk to take a look at the longer picture and to stay to stay with their investments. And of course, the reputation of life insurance companies is very much grounded in ethics. What is your own approach to ethics within the Irish Life Group? Yeah, no, it's an important one. Like customers are, you know, saving with us for 30, 40 years t- t- time periods. Like we have to pay out claims to them in their most difficult po- times in their life. So it really is important uh, that customers, you know, have have trust in the life insurance companies. So there's a couple of things that that we do. Um, like one is is that kind of, kind of all life companies would have this that there's kind of a a three line kind of governance system. So you'd have effectively, you know, a management running the company, and then kind of independent from that, you would have kind of a risk and compliance section. And the risk and compliance section would effectively be challenging management continuously that what we are doing, we are compliant effectively with all legislation. We're having an appropriate risk culture. We have the customer at the center of all that we're doing and that we're behaving ethically. And then on top of that, you'd have a third level, which is internal audit, which would come in to make sure that the two layers below that are operating correctly. Uh, what we'd also do, and I suppose it's a really crucial one, is that at the point of advice, we need to make sure that our advisors are advising customers in the customer's best interests. So we would again have that second line compliance function would be looking at uh, reviewing the financial advice that our advisors are giving customers to make sure that it is appropriate 
and, and that is in the customer's interests. And Declan, where do you see the opportunities for growth in the future for Irish Life? Yeah, it's 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 a good question. Um, like I, I think first of all that. I, th- I think we'd be confident. Like, I know it's a tough time for people at the moment, and we probably have, you know, another kind of six or seven months to go through before we get the vaccine fully rolled out and before things start to return to normal. Uh, but, like, the general kind of dynamics in Ireland are very strong. Like, there's large parts of the economy that continue to do very well. And I think when you kind of start to see retail and hospitality opening back up, what you'll see is the kind of the positive impact of the areas that have stayed, stayed, stayed strong, that kind of income and wealth will start to spread quickly throughout the economy. So I think, you know, for Ireland, kind of, you know, business owners in Ireland, uh, Ireland has very strong prospects. Obviously, of course, as well, the demographics are very strong. We still have one of kind of Europe's youngest populations and best educated populations. So the dynamics are very strong. When I kind of look at the different parts of our business, um, I kind of mentioned it earlier, like health insurance, I think, is one where, you know, people have really recognized the need to be protected uh, in their health. So I think we, we see strong opportunities there. I think on the cover business side, um, like there's no let up in terms of the number of international companies that are setting up in Ireland. I think we've been a very good partner to a lot of those. So we'd see that part of our business growing as well. And then on the retail side, um, you know, as that wealth starts to distribute itself around Ireland better, we can see that business taking off as well. And Declan, where do you see innovation coming from within the sector over the next five to ten years? From our point of view, I think where you can see the opportunities and where we can use innovation is that, I suppose, two areas of, of the market where we, we think will grow quite strongly. Uh, one would be kind of, I suppose, they're at both ends of people's working lives. So one would be, you know, when people are starting their working careers, so people in their 20s and early 30s, and we see kind of huge growth in that job market in Ireland. Um, But I think the way that those customers will interact with big financial service companies will be different. So I think the innovation will be in how we actually connect into those customers, uh, and that will be, you know, very much digitally based. So we already have a couple of apps out there. Uh, we have a My Life, which is kind of a health and fitness app. We have a Smart Invest and we have an Olivia app, which are kind of introductions to savings and financial management. So I think there needs to be a lot of innovation uh, in terms of how you, attract those, how you attract those customers. And then I think at the other end is people who are coming towards the end of their working life. Uh, and are starting to plan for what will now be you know, much uh, longer and healthier lives post-retirement. Uh, so I think there's an opportunity to work with those people as their pensions are maturing in their employment, to work with those people to help them manage their wealth and their finances uh, through their retirement. Uh, and I think you know, see some quite innovative products coming in there. What is your outlook for the Irish economy over the next two to three years? Yeah, I think the, the outlook is quite strong. That actually, like, if you look overall, that like, GDP in Ireland actually grew in 2020. Now, I know that it was, it was split, and like, there are many areas which, which really did suffer, and like, I wouldn't like to downplay that at all. Uh, but the prognosis for the next couple of years is quite strong. Um, like initially, we would see you know, those larger international firms continue to do well. But I think as the restrictions open up, like I think what you will see very quickly is that wealth and that income starting to spread out throughout Ireland, uh, you know, very, very quickly. So I think that the prognosis will be good. 
I think one thing, and like there's a huge benefit that hopefully we'll get as we come out of this. Um, like at the moment, you know, in Ireland, so much is concentrated in Dublin and so many people need to come to Dublin to work, which kind of leads to, you know, inflated property prices in Dublin, lots of traffic. Um, but what we're seeing, you know, at the moment, we've nearly all our people working from home. Uh, and I think what we'll come back to is certainly everybody won't be coming back to work in the office full time. What we'll see is people working maybe half the time from home and half the time in our in in head office buildings. So and like many companies in Dublin will be the same. So what that does is it gives people the opportunity to kind of to live down the country, to live in places like Wexford. Like at the moment, I'm from Wexford. And I think it's a very tough gig to be commuting up and down to Dublin every day from Wexford. Um, but if you only need to be in Dublin two or three days a week, um, you could see definitely the possibilities of living in Wexford and working for a company like Irish Life. So what you'd hope to see as the economy recovers, that you'd actually see it you know, spreading out all across Ireland. And I think there's a real opportunity to do that, and particularly as people are going to move to kind of hybrid working models where they all won't be sitting in offices um, five days a week in, in the centre of Dublin. Well, Wexford man Declan Bulger, the chief executive of Irish Life Group, many thanks for joining us on this morning show. We wish you every continued success in your role. Cheers, Carl. And if you don't mind, what I'll just do is just give a quick thank you to just all our Irish Life customers for the loyalty that they've shown us um, over the last year. And also just a shout out to um, all the Irish Life staff who are based around Wexford, um, who've been brilliant in the way that they've, they've pivoted during this crisis. And also, of course, to the, the many brokers in Wexford uh, who continue to support Irish Life very well. We really do appreciate all of your support. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.